Gina Della from Pella. And let me tell you, 555 is back. Get up to five years no interest, five months no first payment, and 5% same-day order savings at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. See PellaWI.com. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 855-616-1620. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Morris. Now you know what I should have done? I should have gone just now and see if the toilet is still flushing. Unconscious of those things. I am. I'm I don't really think it's haunted. And I'm like Steve. I I, I don't I don't I don't believe in spirits. I don't. Um I don't know. I don't know that I've ever encountered a haunting. Maybe I did and I didn't know it. I don't know. But it did bother me that the toilet just kept flushing and flushing and flushing. That can't be good for something. I don't know. I could give it a swift kick or something like that and fix it, but Maybe I'll I'll check during our first commercial break. I will run back there, and I will let you know. Jeff is out. It's his anniversary week, so um, he and his significant other are at uh, who knows where. And that's okay, because sometimes deserves a little anonymity, celebrating, and we wish them the best. So I got you today, tomorrow, baseball on Thursday. Everybody unclench now. Did every, were you able to, over the weekend, just kind of, whew, we're okay. Brewers fans, it's okay. It's all right. It was getting a little tight. <coughs> tight for a while there. And now you are okay. It is all right. They clinched, and you are in a good place. And that is the best. And this is exciting. This is, I've been saying this, and I'll continue to say this, this is the golden age. This is the golden age of Milwaukee Brewers baseball, right? For how long did we? 1982. Did you know, Kyle, that they went to the World Series in 1982? You may have heard that. This now is the golden age. Scott, they haven't even been back to the World Series yet. Even so, even so, this is the golden age. Four straight years in the playoffs. Could have been five. Remember uh, 2017? They weren't eliminated until the final weekend of the year. I think it was game 161. They were finally eliminated from the wild card race. This is, enjoy this. Enjoy it. As many of you as were clenching just a couple of days ago, enjoy this. Enjoy the ride. We said it during the Bucks playoff run. Enjoy the ride. By the way, speaking of the Bucks, did you see what um, Stephanie Sutton of WISN 12 Sports asked Buck's ownership yesterday during Buck's media day. She asked something that uh, a certain radio host on a certain local station that's 50,000 watts had been saying for months now. She asked ownership, now that the Brewers are in the playoffs, might the Deer District host Brewers playoff watch parties? And they said yes, a resounding yes. I was all over that, Kyle, months ago. Not only that, I called it what? What did I call it? The Beer District. So help me, if they call it the Beer District during Brewers Watch Parties, I don't know. I may have to call, I don't know, call my legal team or something. I need some royalties from that. Or It's just this, this is a great time. And you say, I'm not a sports person. I'm not a sports fan. I'm not a big, I'm not a big sports gal or sports guy. Or uh, how can, if, Did you see the numbers? 
Did you see the numbers yesterday? The economic impact of the bucks, the tens of millions of dollars. Was it fifty? I should double. Was it fifty-one? Was it eighty-one million dollars um, on the local economy from the bucks playoff run? You are impacted, even if you're not a sports person. You are impacted by it, just like you would be impacted by big conventions and things like that. Which, by the way. Look what I got right here from the mayor's office. Tom Barrett, soon to be ambassador. Thank you. This is a letter that uh, Tom Barrett sent. Thank you for the invitation to express our interest in hosting the 2024 Democratic National Convention. Our response is an enthusiastic yes and it's it's in all caps and there's an exclamation point now this is again this is tom barrett this is uh he wants to bring the dnc to uh luxembourg city no he wants to bring it to milwaukee the city is known for being hardworking, honest respectful inclusive and diverse we care about our neighbors who face challenges understanding government yada yada that's all the stuff yes bring it on Bring it on. I Now, personally, I was skeptical we would get it in 2020. You could say we really didn't get it. We got it, but we didn't really get it. But I rem- I mean, I, I was on the record as saying, no way, no how could Milwaukee ever get it. The hotel space wasn't possible, things like that. What are the odds we get it again? I wish we would, but there is a part of me that thinks the Democratic National Committee is just kind of doing this as a token gesture. Hey, Milwaukee, sure, why don't you apply? Yeah, why not? You kind of got hosed last year. Apply. We'll come back in 2024. I, that's kind of how I gauge this. But what the heck? Is be- Here's a good question, though. As slow a process, <laughs> as slow a process as the ambassador, what confirmation goes and there's like dozens, are there hundreds, tens of dozens of names in the hopper that are waiting for confirmation? What comes first? Does Tom Barrett officially get confirmed by the Senate as ambassador to Luxembourg, or does the DNC come to Milwaukee in 2024? Hmm? There's a question for you. There is a question for you. I do have questions for you this afternoon. On the Accident Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. What I like to do sometimes, folks, because I'm normally kept amongst the shadows of WTMJ Nights, and every once in a while I'm allowed to peek my head out during the sunlight and walk into the Wagner Show, and you welcome me, some of you don't, more than others, um, into the noon to three shift. And when that happens... I like to learn from you. I've said this many times before. You, all of you, in your own walk of life, in your career, in your experiences, you know a heck of a lot more than I do. And I like to, depending on just what I'm curious about that day, tap into your knowledge, your experiences, your opinions. And that's what I'd like to do. We are going to discuss, well, you know what? I'm going to go about this a different way. What I need to do, is this going to work, Kyle? We're going to find out if this works or not. See, you run the risk as a host of setting things up and then nothing. 
and then it's just cue the crickets. But hey, that's the business in which we work. So what I'd like to do, I would like to have you call me right now, and all I'm going to say is if you are unvaccinated and employed, okay, those are the only two qualifications, unvaccinated and employed. Uh, If you're retired, I appreciate you, but I need to hear from and would like to ask a question to the unvaccinated employed people in the audience right now. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 855-616-1620. Unvaccinated and employed. Those are the only two qualifications. I've been thinking for a while now about something that I'm genuinely interested in learning. And this isn't some sort of setup where I'm, ah, I gotcha. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to do, there's no gotcha here. I, I need to talk to you if you are unvaccinated and employed. Okay. Those are the only two qualifications for this particular topic that, uh, I'd love for you to call. Texting really won't work for this one because I'd love to have a, I want to have a conversation with you. I have a follow up question. I need to pick your brain on something. That's really what I want to do. I need to pick your brain. And I need to know if you are unvaccinated and currently employed. Okay? 855-616-1620. I get accused sometimes of saying the number too quickly. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Unvaccinated, employed. Next. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. All right, we have some people who've called up. This is good. Real quick, I just checked. The toilet has stopped flushing at Radio City. So the ghost or whatever spirit was doing his business, the business is over. The toilet has mysteriously stopped flushing. I don't know. Then there was a TV person who came over. Talk about that later. Ah, the TV radio rivalry here at 720 East Capitol. Okay. Scott, get serious. 855-616-1620. I have a question that's been ruminating in my mind, which I know is dangerous. But I, I need to ask it if you are unvaccinated and employed, as opposed to vaccinated and unemployed, or vaccinated or unvaccinated and retired. That, sorry, not, not for this particular moment. And uh, we have some folks on the line. Okay. Let's start with Denise in Heartland. Good afternoon, Denise. Good afternoon. Okay. We're going to start with you here. Here's the question on my mind. You are unvaccinated. You are employed. Correct? Correct. Okay. What, let me ask, in what field do you work? What general field do you work? I work at Bristol Cone Pine Country Club. I am part of the maintenance crew. Okay. That's very specific, but that's good. That's okay. What would happen, Denise? What would happen if tomorrow morning or whenever it is you punch in on Wednesday, you learned that your company decided 
you need to be vaccinated or we're going to have to let you go. What would you do? Have you considered that possibility? And what would you Uh, do in that situation? I'd say, see ya. You would. Bye. You would. You would. Absolutely. Would you give it any thought, any pause, anything? Nope. Hmm. Nothing. Don't tell me what to do or what to put in my body. What about the loss of revenue to your your, your income? No, many jobs are out there right now. You can go anywhere and get a job. Anywhere. Hmm. So for you, it, 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 it's an easy decision if it ever would come to that. Absolutely. Huh. Okay. Would you have to consult with yep. family? I, I don't know if you're married, but would this impact your family life situation at all or, or not? No, not at all. Hmm. Okay. Nope, not at all. Thank- um, yeah, and, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, I'm currently getting back into real estate Mm -hmm. and so I'll be working for myself as well. So, uh, I don't, I don't agree with mandates. I think that's just infringement on our rights. Okay. So you, you, you obviously, you have another, another track you could go down, uh, in terms of, uh, real estate and, and, uh, income and employment that way. Denise, thanks for getting us started. I, Appreciate you letting me pick your brain here for just a moment. Tom is in West Bend. Hello there, Thomas. Tom. Whoa, Tom. See, he's in the car. Maybe he just put me on hold. Tom. I can't even hear any breathing. I don't think he has the window open, though. Oh, Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom. He's going to go back. He's going to go, wait. What happened? They hung up on me. Tom, you got to be there for me. Sean is in Oconomowoc. Hello, Sean. Hello. Hey. All right. You know the question I'm going to ask. First, what career field, uh, in what career field do you work? I'm actually also in uh, the restaurant industry. Restaurant industry. Okay. Um, what if tomorrow morning or tomorrow when you punch in, your employer would say, uh, Sean, we need you to get vaccinated by Monday morning or else we may have to part ways. Uh, I kind of have mixed feelings on it still. Um, I did get COVID back in uh, March of last year, so I did uh, have it for a while. But, um, you know, the further they're going along, the more research they're doing on it, you know, the more found i am to get it but at this point in time i think i would actually have to say see you later too really um kind of like uh denise said i believe her name was um there's there's especially in the restaurant industry right now there there's just so many jobs out there there's so many restaurants looking for you know managers servers cooks i mean it's unbelievable out there you go to a lot of restaurants and the restaurant's on a wait but it's half half empty or half full depending on how you look at it so um, I know that there's places out there that uh, need help, so I think I'd kind of want to wait a little bit longer here because um, I think maybe someday it's going to get down to where you, you pretty much have to get vaccinated. But uh, well, the right, I can wait. I think. Well, but but here's the thing. So on month, but I'm going to make it like hypothetical here. It happens to you, and they say, Sean, come Monday morning. We'll give you a couple days. Come Monday morning, you got to you got to at least get your first shot. You do leave or you don't, I don't leave? Think, I, I think I would leave. How long have you worked at that restaurant? 
Uh, I've been with them a little bit over a year now. Okay. Okay. No pause whatsoever. You say see ya. Yeah, I think so. Because hmm. I, I, I believe, though, that uh, the company I work for, they're not going to go down that route unless they... Yeah, no, I, I know. Immediately have to, I, I know, but I'm, but, I'm just um, I'm, I'm doing the hypothetical thing I, here. Yep. All I, right. I, I think I'd, at this point, I'd have to say see you. Okay. Thank you, Sean. Now it's interesting because both of the first two people who've said I would say see ya have mentioned the fact that there are plenty of other options out there. There are other jobs in this market, and so I don't feel as if necessarily I would be out of work for long, or that I have other career options. Steve's in West Bend. Good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon, Scott. You work in what field? I'm on quality control. Quality control. So if tomorrow morning, or whenever it is you would punch in tomorrow, your boss, your employer says, Steve, uh, the company, the business has decided that you need to be vaccinated to work here starting Monday. We need you to at least get your first shot bright and early Monday morning. How hard a decision would that be for you, and what do you think you would do, hypothetically speaking? Not a hard decision at all. I would immediately leave. I'm not going to be told to take a shot. In fact, I left my last company about eight months ago because we were mandated to wear masks at work when we're 20 feet apart. So um, when it comes to my body, that is my decision. So I would immediately leave with no hard feelings, no ramifications. Hmm. You quit your job eight months ago over the mask policy. Correct. I went to a company that did not require a mask. They, you could wear one if you want to. That's completely up to you. Your decision. Mm. Um, what was? Are you married? Do you have kids? I mean, your income. Are others depending on that, or is that not quite as big of a factor, maybe, as it might be for others? Um, my children are older, so sure. that they do not, you know, they are okay. out on their own. So that sure. is not any part of the decision. Hmm. Hmm. But like the other callers have said, I mean, the jobs in my field are plentiful also. Okay. So finding a new job would not be, would not be an issue. Interesting. Steve, thanks. I appreciate your perspective. Huh. Let me get one more. I got to get the break. I know. Uh, Steve calling from Illinois. Hello, Steve. Yes. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm okay. So you work in what field? I'm in consultation and I'm also remote, um, but I'm unvaccinated and I'm just going to, you know, I'll give you three reasons when she asked the question. But number one, I just want to add that I've had COVID and I'm immune to it. Okay. I have the antibodies. Okay. But the, our hypothetical here. And the question I want you to address is if your employer, Steve, said, we know you work remote, uh, we know you've had it, but it, this is just a blanket policy for our company, what would you do and how long would it take you to make that decision? Oh, immediately I would say you're out of your mind. Um, and you and would quit. Back to the, and you would quit. I would quit. Or wait for them to fire me um, for wrongful termination. But I'm, I'll give you three reasons why. Number one would be i'm not refusing it but i want at least three years to see you know okay. what types of uh symptoms come back okay and because of that people are are you know they're passing away they're getting permanently disabled 
Okay. All right, Steve, Steve, I understand. Steve, I appreciate it. I don't want to get off the, the beaten path here, but um, okay. Huh. See, well, we'll take the break, but there is a decision that people are going to have to make. And for some, depending on where you work and what you do, it'll be sooner rather than later. We continue. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Eight five five six one six one six twenty Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm just genuinely curious. Um, I am vaccinated. I am employed, uh, but there are many of you that will not get the vaccination and are employed, and. For some, it may be easier to say, nope, not going to get it. You want to fire me? Fine. See ya. Goodbye. But everybody's situation is different, and that isn't the case for a lot of Americans who are potentially going to be put in a real crucible of a situation, and they got a lot riding on it. Not Not every American who believes that... Vaccination, not for me, for any number of reasons. We, we know reasons. We, we don't have to get into the reasons. But there's a decision there with a job on the line, with income on the line. And I'm trying to tap into your stories, and I hope you share them with me, as to what goes through your mind. When you got kids, got to put kids through college, uh, maybe your spouse isn't working right now. Whatever the situation, you got bills to pay. Not everybody can go... I'll just get a different job. Some can, but not everyone. If you are unvaccinated and employed and it, you've been there a while, you've got some stock buildup, uh, lowercase s, as it were. Uh, Jeff is in Manitowoc. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how are you doing today? Good. I appreciate you calling. Uh, in what field do you work and how long have you been there? Yeah, I work in uh, civil engineering. I've been there uh, about 12 years right now. Mm. My wife uh, works insurance. Okay. Okay. Jeff, so if, again, this is a hypothetical and it's easier to, you know, I guess maybe discuss hypotheticals than reality, but you never know. It could become reality, and I think it might for a lot of people. Tomorrow morning, your boss comes in or you get an email or a letter from the the company saying, uh, Jeff, we are going to, as of Monday, begin mandating vaccination. Uh, the, the vaccination. What do you do? What are the thoughts go through your mind? How difficult a decision would that be for you and your family based on everything else that you have going on? Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, we're, we're a family of seven, actually. We have, we have five children. Uh, two of our girls right now are vaccinated. Uh, my wife and I are not vaccinated. Uh, my wife did go through a COVID spout uh, earlier this year or, or late last year. Uh, being in the house, uh, we're a little bit of a Petri dish uh, in ourselves. But uh, coincidentally, uh, four of us in the house never had any symptoms, never had anything uh, really come up or, right. or have any issues. Right. Uh, to, okay. to answer your question yeah, about please. mandating uh, the vaccination for myself, I'm not an anti-vax by any means, uh, but I do not appreciate, and I would actually walk out of my job with with many 
benefits that I've dealt with and, and deal with over being there over 12 years simply because of the fact that just like I wouldn't want to be told uh, by anyone, whether it's a different country or anything, on who you need to vote for, I don't think we should be told what to put inside of our body. And that's uh, it's as simple as that. I, I, I want it to be my choice. Mm-hmm. Would you confer with the family before you made that decision? Would you weigh some pros and cons, at least you know, from a financial perspective? Uh, uh, well, I, you would just cut ties that that so, easily. So, so to be fair, and, and I know other people have said the same. I mean, there there are a lot of opportunities out there. I, I've uh, throughout my entire life, I've I've never dealt one day. Uh, having to deal with unemployment, I, I'm very confident in myself being able mm-hmm. to find another job. We've had this discussion before. Uh, we're both in firms that uh, do not mandate it right now. And, and again, I, I would stand strongly and say that I don't believe mandating something as silly as a vaccine uh, when there is no guaranteed proof uh, that it 100% helps. Uh, if, if this was a bacteria, polio, some okay. other different. All right, I, 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 I got you. I, I don't want to go too off track, and I, it's it's easy to do that. Okay, I, I appreciate. Is there anything that could change your mind, Jeff? Anything that would anything your company could do? I mean, provide that they're they're still going to give you a mandate. Anything would change your mind. You're willing to all those benefits, all those bennies, everything. Sorry, that this is the hill that I'm going to stand on. Well, again, I, I think ultimately it, it becomes uh, 100% personal choice. And I think over time uh, we'll realize that, that uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that there's something that they could do. There, okay. there's, there's nothing that would immediately change my mind on, on, on a flip side. Sure. No. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate your perspective. See, everybody's a little different. Here's a text. Listen to this text for a second here. 262. My wife is an activity supervisor for a nursing home and an assisted living facility. They uh, have already known that they'll probably lose 20% of their staff. They are already shorthanded. They're offering $10,000 sign-on bonus for registered nurses and have not had one apply in four months. And they've been told... Once the mandate, the vaccine mandate, once it goes into effect, they will be closing both facilities and moving the residents to another facility, and they will be out of a job. I mean, the rubber is meeting the road for a lot of people, and I'm glad that Jeff is in a position like others were where um, I feel I can move on and I'll be okay. I guess I'm a little surprised. Who knows? I mean, it, 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 this is anecdotal here, a uh, sampling of the audience, as it were, and those who are, you know, feel bold enough and are willing to call and, and share their experience. Is anybody, would, would anybody not struggle with this decision? I guess I just have a really hard time. Nope, that's it. This is the hill that I'm dying on. This is the one where I go, sorry, that's it. I'm out. I just. People that have responded so far, and I have no reason to doubt them, have surprised me with their bold, confident candor in that they would just walk away. Should I be surprised? I don't know. I guess I didn't know what to expect when I opened it up. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Okay. A couple people on the line right now. 
A little different situation than the people we've talked to so far. So this is, uh, it is a struggle. It is, it is a struggle. Uh, do you stand on your principle? Whatever your principle might be, for whatever reason, you're not going to get the vaccination. That, that, that's not what we're discussing. The re- But it's, is this the hill that you die on in that respect? Michelle is in Sheboygan Falls. Thanks for calling, Michelle. Thank you for taking my call. Well, I appreciate it because, um, well, go ahead. Explain your situation. And, and it, it, it was not an easy decision for you. It was not. Um, my husband's employer did not say he had to get the shot. However, um, he works outside the house. I run a small business in the house. And we decided for a number of reasons not to get the shot. But it came down to a financial situation where it's like, you know, Michelle, if I get sick, we're up a creek without a paddle because my little business can't pay the bills. So we went and got the shot. How long did you wait? How long did you struggle with that decision before you guys finally, for the reasons you just laid out, decided, okay, we we need to do this because our livelihood, if nothing else, is dependent upon it. We got the shot last month. Okay. Hmm. So it was quite a while that we debated, debated, you know, and we didn't we didn't go out to restaurants. We wore our masks. We you know mm-hmm. did all what we're supposed to be doing. But it's like you know you can do everything you can do and still get it and. It came down to a financial situation mm-hmm. where we have to do it. What if I told and, you, Michelle, and, M- Michelle what, what if I said, where are your principles? This was maybe the biggest moment of your life to make a principled decision, to stand on this belief, and you gave in. You gave in, Michelle. What would you say to somebody who maybe criticized your decision because of that? Actually, I gave in to reality. Do we want to keep our house? Do we want to lose our house and go on welfare? You know, no, we do not. We like the way that we live. We like, you know, being able to do what we want to do and have the satisfaction of owning our house and our cars. And I didn't give in to the government. I didn't give in to anybody. I, I gave in to myself ourselves that we like the way we live thanks thank you michelle that's interesting how she phrased that we didn't give in on our principles we gave in to reality Hmm. kevin and hudson kevin i'm sorry i'm a little tight for time here but if your employer came to you and mandated it would you say okay for my job for my career for my income and everything that goes with it i'll get the the vaccine. Yeah, love your show. I did actually cave in and I got it because I saw the writing on the wall. There wasn't a deadline, but it was coming. So I just got it. Now, the bigger issue for me is what's next? Are you going to require a booster every six months or a year? Then I may have to really test my principles again. Hmm. How long did you hem and haw? How long did you, you know, have that internal or maybe external with family or whatnot, that, that, that conflict? It was a full month. A full month I went back and forth on it, but I love my job. It pays well. It's rewarding. It's challenging. 
I don't want to toss it aside for something that may come along. Now, I have no debt. Had I been in an even better financial position, I might have exercised my principles and flexed them a little bit more. But it was a balancing act, similar to the caller before, where I really enjoy the lifestyle I have. I love the job that I have. I'm not in some, you know, hourly job that I could just toss away and get another one immediately. That's going to give me the same level of satisfaction. It's tough to replicate what I have. I know the grass isn't always greener. Right. Now, again, if they, if I'm always looking at what's ahead. If that's fair. Start, that's fair. You know, then that's that fair. kind of challenges me. That's fair. And on the way out, Kev, have you regretted the decision to this point? Have you been, you know, kept up late at night going, man, you know what? I, I should have. I should have stayed on that principle. Have you given it a second thought? I know you mentioned what could be next, but do you regret the decision at all? No, sir. Not to this point. Right now, I do not. We'll see how the future holds. That's fair. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate your perspective. See? For some, it's easier than others. And it's it's all contingent on your personal life situation. Back for more, here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Jeff is out. Scott is in. We end with this text. I have been at my same place of employment for over 44 years. Wow. I'm 62. I could retire, but I don't want to retire right. work for a global employer with over 100,000 employees, and we've already received an email from the CEO saying they're planning to implement a mandatory vaccine and will send info in the near future. I am still on the fence about the vaccine. I don't, I don't need the income. Just the health insurance. It's a real struggle. And I feel like, you know, any mandate is an infraction uh, on my on my rights and freedom as an American. It's Yeah, look, everybody's in a different situation, as I just said. And I appreciate everybody who called. Can be candid. That's okay. It's good. It was kind of a good cross section of, of where people who are unvaccinated and who are employed are sitting right now with something, let's be honest, that may be more realistic than others if a mandate is coming down the pike. One hour down, two to go. Scott Warris in for Jeff. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Warris. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know that Jeff was able... I think this story may have come out and broke during his show yesterday, so I don't know that he got a chance to talk about it. I know other shows have talked about it. Um, the man... and could really use a legal mind. If only we had a lawyer at the station. Scott, you're in for the lawyer. The man who shot Ronald Reagan and three others in that 1981 assassination attempt, will be granted an unconditional release by a judge, likely making him the first person to ever shoot a president and live to see freedom again. Throughout U.S. history, five sitting presidents and one former president have been killed or wounded in assassination attempts. In every single one of the other incidents, the shooters were either executed or or killed soon afterward. So this is quite literally something that has never happened before. And without parsing the legal ease of it all, because I'm too much of a neophyte to handle that, this just doesn't feel right on the surface. That's why the legal system isn't 
meant on feelings, Scott. That's why it's meant on facts of a case and things like that. I'm sorry. I'm really struggling with wrapping my mind around the fact that John Hinckley is going to be a free man. He's, he's just out there. He's out there. Does any am I am I alone in this? Am I am I the only one out there that wait 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 what? You would think I guess I thought that no. There's no way that somebody could not only take a shot at a president but actually wound thankfully not kill in this instance wound the president and one day one day walk a free man how how is how is how is that possible how is that possible of course reagan suffered a punctured lung internal bleeding he did nearly die right you many of you remember that i was young i was a wee lad i don't but but the secret service agent who saved reagan's life after being inspired by him uh, decades earlier has uh, spoken out. Hinckley, by the way, now 66, claimed no political motivation. At trial, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity, by explaining, as you know the story, by shooting the president. He was trying to get the attention of actress Jodie Foster. Has, anybody, has Jodie Foster commented on this, by the way? Can you just check? Let me know if Jodie Foster has like, put out a statement at all going, uh, hey, guys, can, can you not do this? 855-616-1620. Kyle, tell me if Jody Foster has said anything. Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 855-616-1620. <laughs> Your reaction to the news that we learned yesterday. The fact that a guy who tried to assassinate the president actually hit him. Guy, president almost died. Is going to go free. Do you have a word for it? We can play anything from Jodie Foster. Anything from Jodie Foster. Not that Not, I can find. Okay, well, I don't know. I mean, she Not tweet, yet. She's usually... She, did she tweet about the Packers game on Sunday? Maybe not. Um, 855-616-1620. How, how... How does this... Should this be allowed to happen? I. Well, Scott, look. There are reasons why it is happening, and this is the system... That we have in the United States of America, like it or hate it, you take the good with the bad, and so on and so forth. But if you were to say that if you were to try and kill any one person, I mean, I realize that murderers, based on trial and plea agreements, there are short and shorter than they should be penalties all across this country and the families of those who lost their lives will claim injustice based on a a term anything less than life or death maybe and there are people that are free but if you were to tell me hey if there's somebody who shoots any one other person in this country, you'd think the President of the United States would warrant somebody that, no, he's not going to see the free world again. Bob, apparently Bob and Greenfield and I are the only two that are b- minds blown by this. Bob, Bob, I, I don't, 
John Hinckley. He's he's as free as you and me, Bob. He's as he will be as free as you and I. Yeah, and plus he uh, he ruined the uh, press secretary Brady's life. Yes. That guy was never the same uh, mental paralyzed. I think he was just like in a wheelchair. Paralyzed, paralyzed. Yeah. And then they want to let uh, Sirhan Sirhan out for uh, the guy that shot uh, Kennedy. It's like you you don't really want to send the message that you're not going to be put to death if you if you shoot the president. You know, here they're they're even letting him out. You know, it's, I mean, I I don't know. I guess up, you know, people are. Ju- I don't know. I don't know, Bob. You and I are the only two apparently that uh, are. Our minds yeah. are a bit uh, scrambled because of this, but I don't know. You made a great point about uh, jo- Jody Foster. I'd like to know what she thinks I'm about just, this guy being I'm, out. I'm just saying. I don't know. Thanks, Bob. Huh. Hmm. Jeff West Allison, absolutely against the release, because even though 40 years have passed since the assassination attempt, I still think he may be a danger to society. The question is out there. I, I don't know. Or maybe just, you know what? Sometimes a lot of time goes by. Ah, oh, that was 1981. It was 40 years ago. What what did he do exactly? Did he actually hit Reagan? People lose, you know, lose sight of what actually happened, and it's just a fog of things like that, and maybe people don't care. People don't care. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go back to what I said. You would think... You would think that if you shoot any one person in this country, any one, and it's the President of the United States, you wouldn't see the other side of the jail cell or a prison cell for the rest of your life. But apparently that that is not the case. History being made. Yay? Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Your Milwaukee Brewers, back in the postseason, have you heard? Uh, winning the NL Central for the second time in four years. Mr. Baseball Bob Euchre calls Brew October right here on WTMJ. And if you live in southeast Wisconsin, you can also listen online, on your phone, and on Alexa. It's Brew October on WTMJ, presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive, Town Bank, a Wind Trust Community Bank, and Delta Dental, Wisconsin's number one dental plan we know when they're going to play we just don't know the time i should say we know the date we don't know the time their first playoff game will be next friday a week from this coming friday next friday i think that's the eighth right uh, don't know when and uh it'll be against the champion of the national league east it'll be either the braves or the phillies basically those are the two teams vying for the nl east crown Brewers will have home field advantage because they're kind of locked into that second spot, the second seed. NL East champs, whether it's the Braves or the Phillies, will be the third seed. So you know games one and two will be at AmFam Field. That would be on Friday and Saturday next week, 8th and ninth. Then two games at uh, the other place, and game five would be back here. It's exciting stuff. It really is. Enjoy it. Revel in it. Appreciate it. The golden age of Brewers baseball, which is another reminder why I don't think Mark Adonazio gets enough credit as owner of the Brewers. I just, 
It's just my sense. Maybe, maybe you disagree. Maybe you think I'm wrong on that. I just feel like, well, the Packers' ownership structure is so different. You set that aside. I think the Bucks, obviously, and rightfully so, their ownership group has gotten a, a fair amount of uh, attention. Like, he just won the NBA title. Of course, they're going to get some attention. But I'm looking over the last, well, heck, Adonazio took over in 05 or 06, right? I, I mean, it was, we were wandering, we were wandering in the, in the wilderness. For years and years, and God bless the Seeligs, obviously, for, for what they did, bringing baseball here and saving baseball, helping to build the stadium. But sometimes, and this is true in, in life, in management of, of industry across the board, but sports too, no different, sometimes change is good. Just change for the sake of change is necessary. You can say that maybe about the city of Milwaukee. I think this is a good opportunity as uh, Tom Barrett moves on to that ambassador position. It's just time for change. A different voice, a different outlook, a different philosophy. Try something different. And I think, back to the Brewers, that's what Adonazio did after the C-League ownership since the Brewers' inception. And the results speak for themselves. I mean, Adonazio deserves so much credit. Uh, and he doesn't, you know, he's not, he's not a meddling owner either. There are a lot of owners in sports who insert themselves, I think, more than is necessary. Anytime you're the owner, you should be involved because it's your, it's your money. You're paying the, the bills. You're writing the checks. So there's a certain amount of involvement, but. Adonazio has found this, I think, perfect balance of I'll insert myself in certain situations. I mean, there are reports, you know, that the the famous Yosting of uh, the 2008, right? Ned Yost was fired there in the last week of the season or the last 10 days or so, and that, you know, Adonazio played a significant part and role in that. It was the team, speaking of clenching, clenching, down the stretch in 08. There have been moments where he has inserted his authority, but for the most part, sit back, hire good people. David Stearns, in Stearns we trust. That's my mantra. I should be making t-shirts. I've been saying this thing for years. In Stearns we trust. Print the t-shirts. He hires good people, smart people, keeps them on. Craig Council, it's amazing how many people don't like Craig Council. I don't understand it. He may be the ve- he may be the very best manager in the National League. He may be he probably is according to the smart baseball people one of the top three, four, certainly five managers in all of baseball, and they're right here. And Adonazio keeps them. They're happy here, and it's paying off in the golden age of Brewers baseball. And we have Mark Adonazio to thank for it. Um, I just don't think he gets enough credit, and um, he deserves every bit of it as we now revel in the joys of another postseason birth. Speaking of American Family Field, I've made an observation, and I haven't said this on the air before. Um, I live kind of in that area, and I, for many years now, when I come to the station, I usually take Miller Park Way until I leave West Milwaukee, then it becomes Brewer's Way. And I've noticed something that I would like addressed about the stadium. 
I would like, I've, I've observed something that I think ought to be addressed. And I think it's important now as we enter the playoffs as a city that with more attention on the team, more national eyes on that stadium, I think there can be an improvement. I am going to recommend an improvement to American Family Field. And it may be tough to do right now because there's a lot of other work to happen. Maybe it's something that can be done in anticipation of the 2022 baseball season. But I've I've observed this for a couple years now, actually, and I've thought, doggone it, one of these days I'm going to bring it up. And I will, next on WTMJ. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Okay, for a couple of years now, if you drive along Miller Parkway slash Brewers Boulevard or whatever it's called, that, dare I say, rear view of the stadium, that is not the most aesthetically pleasing. There is rust and the paint is so faded, it looks bad. I've thought this for a while. I drive past there and I'm, I'm looking up there at the... Um, there are streaks of rust, and somebody texted in during the break, 262. I was there Saturday, Sunday, and noticed it rusting for the first time. Up along, I mean, if you go along the back, you have the panels and things like that, but if you just look up along the like the concrete frame that holds the tracks on which the roof panels move, there are streaks of rust that have discolored so much of it that, and I think... The overall green hue of the panels and the roof, it can use a fresh coat of paint is what I'm saying. Or maybe some power washing, something like that, something strong. Get up there and hose that thing down. I'm not sure what you do. It looks like there are cracks up there, and there probably are to some degree, um, in that cement ring around the the back side of it. It doesn't look that good. I'm I'm disappointed because everything else is is so beautiful and still pristine. And I know Scott, the thing is 20 years old. We're all gonna look a little rusty the older we get. We all get a few more cracks in us the, the older we get. What Grandma? The older we get. So I get that. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there are people there on the stadium board that are. Maybe it's in the offing next year. But I thought, man. We're going to have so many eyes on us right now with the, with another playoff run and hopefully a deep run, the World Series run maybe. I I wish if anybody can if anybody's any light to shed on this, I'd appreciate this. If somebody could say, "Scott, they're going to be repainting it." And I don't know what you would do. You can't do it now. You have to wait till next year. I just A lot of good stuff happening. I just wouldn't mind some of the time to get get the aesthetics looking a little bit better than they are. Is, is rusting, discoloration. We can be better. You know, every few years you got to give your house a, a fresh coat of paint. Um, I don't know. Texter 414. OMG. I thought the exact same thing driving up last Friday night. I said the same thing to my husband. It's not just you. Thank you. Thank you. Mike Spaulding, who is about to present us with the news. Um, you live in that area, or you have, or yep, you did. I yep, don't know. You're yep. moving all over the place now, you big homeowner. You <laughs> have you noticed this? I'm yeah. talking about the back, the, the 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 brick, the red brick, 
The front, beautiful, glistens, shines. I don't know if you can just repaint the roof. I don't know what goes into that. Um, but there has somebody's got to look at the... It's like, you know, everybody pays attention to the front of their house, but if you go into the backyard and look at the back, you go, ooh, could use some new paint and some upkeep. Have you noticed this? I did, but I used to drive by there when I did live over there every day. That was like my route to get to work, sure. so I would, you know, stare at it every single morning and, and look at it. But yeah, you know, it goes through a lot of winters. So exactly. I think, yeah, a little power wash, nice fresh coat of paint. Would you keep it the same? Would you keep it green? Probably, right? I think you have to because you're not going to make it it it's the roof of a stadium it's kind of a big <laughs> a big uh, piece of equipment as it were you can't get crazy and make it a big blue roof people somebody said well just paint it blue you can't paint that thing blue you need something that kind of blends into the scenery i think green is really the only yeah. way to go i don't know i don't know I think there's there, there's just some some touch up that could be necessary. So uh, we praise Mr. Adonazio, but maybe you know he maybe can... he hasn't been around the back in a little while. You know, he just he, he goes to the front door, doesn't see the backside very often, or the uh, the stadium board. The stadium board, yeah. It's maybe it falls more on the stadium board. Although if 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 Adonazio said, hey, can we can we get rid of some of those rust streaks? We're trying to play in the World Series here. Could we jazz it up a little bit or just get rid of it? I think I think it would happen. But I maybe put the you know what we may need? Maybe this is why we need the stadium sales tax. Reinstitute the stadium sales tax. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. And that's where I lose people. Right there. Because, you know, a dime for every hundred dollars you is it too much to ask? Here's something to think about. Do you ever think that they do normally keep do upkeep to it every year, which is why we haven't really noticed it, but last year because of the pandemic and no fans and stuff, there was just not no funds for being able to do something like that? Um, well, I, I'm assuming, and I almost I, I want to assume, that there is always upkeep. I mean, you can't just build it. It's not a, like a Ron Popeil set it and forget it situation. You build it, and then there is upkeep. However, I've noticed this particular these issues for years now, so I don't I don't know. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Another good idea. This is great, Kyle. People are creative coming up. Why not do to the back panels of the stadium at, at uh, for the Brewers, like they've done at Pfizer Forum, where they take these images, gigantic images of the players, like they did with Giannis. By the way, do you know that it's actually pronounced Yanni? We discussed that last night on WTMJ Nights. We had a, a gentleman uh, who was uh, Greek and said, you know, it's actually Yanni. The S is silent in Greece. And he commented on how... There was a point in time uh, many years ago when Yanis Yanni was uh, having a press conference, and people kept calling him Yanis Yanis Yanis, and he kind of had this smirk on his face. And the uh, the caller said, "I'm pretty sure that's because he realized all these Americans are pronouncing the S, and he's just too kind of a man to correct them." Can you believe that? This is a sidebar here. Can you believe that his name is being mispronounced? And we can't go back now. Jim Paschke always called him Yanni. Yes. I, I mentioned that I, last night. I'm like, every once in a while, I would pick up on somebody calling him Yanni, and Paschke was one of my examples. I thought it was like a friendly nickname kind Me of too. thing. Me too. Yeah, now you're saying that. Uh, that totally makes sense. Can you, do you realize, do you believe, we've been, that the man is just too nice, and now it can't be corrected. 
that we said last night. He's won two MVPs, a Defensive Player of the Year award, an NBA Finals, and a Finals MVP. It's kind of the name is the name. You can't tell us we've been pronouncing it wrong, although it'd be funny if he did. Six, six, seven years. How long has he been in the league? Like, I mean, you... yeah, eight and whatever. Yeah, whatever. It, I, I don't know. But I, I said, I'm going to start calling him Yanni. I, I, if that's the, I want to be right. I want my name pronounced right. Your name, P- Pachinsky. Pisensky. Kyle Pisensky. <laughs> I've never heard that before. How that's... long? Here's a fun. How long would it take for your name to be mispronounced before you would correct a person? Because I've always said there's a shelf life to that discussion. If you let it go on too long, then it's set and you can't fix it. Unless you know a Polish person or you're related to one, when you see the CZY, people don't know what to do with that. Uh, yeah, they, they, they shudder. They, they don't even try. They'll be like, I, you'll have to tell me how to say What's this. What's the worst way you've heard your name pronounced? Eisensky? Uh, that's uh, Pazinski. Okay. But it's P-I-E. Right. So I, I don't know the Pa, but, but yeah. <sighs> At any rate, maybe what the Brewers could do... Boy, we went places there. Maybe what the Brewers could do, take images of the players like they've done outside Fiserv with Yanni and uh, DiVincenzo and Lopez and Holiday and Middleton and put those giant like mural-type images on the back panels facing the back. That's not bad. That isn't a bad idea. And then, of course, somebody else said, look, stadium is 20 years old. Time for a whole new one soon, don't you think? Yeah, let's have that debate. Let's do let's do that. Who is up? Hey, hey Milwaukee, hey Wisconsin. Who's up for another stadium battle? The Brewers need a new stadium. Oh god. There are still there are still some people, not many left, but there are still some licking their wounds from the Miller Park battle. There are some still licking their wounds. Okay. How do we want to do this here? There is a story out of Italy that I find ironic. Irony alert. Irony alert. Does Wagner have an irony alert of sound of some sort? A bronze statue depicting a scantily clad female character from a 19th century poem has sparked debate in Italy with some politicians calling the figure an offense to women and demanding it be removed. The likeness portrays a woman from the poem, which I can't pronounce, by an author that I can't pronounce. It depicts her wearing a transparent and tight-fitting dress with her right arm placed over her breasts. The statue was unveiled in the town of Sapri, 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 in southern Italy this past weekend, but was quickly met with backlash from some quarters. Laura Boldrini A former speaker of the Italian Senate said the sculpture was an offense to women and to the history it should celebrate. Male chauvinism is one of the evils of Italy, she added in a tweet. Monica Serena, a senator in Italy's center-left Democratic Party, called for the statue's removal and deemed it, quote, a slap on the face of history and of women who are still treated as sexualized bodies. And former Italian Senator Manuela Rapiti wrote in a post that she was horrified by the statue, asking, 
Does it seem normal to portray a farm worker in that way? Now, the poem, as background, is an important part of Italian culture and is studied at the country's schools. It describes the real-life arrival of insurgents in the town of Sapri in 1857 who attempted to raise support in their efforts to overthrow the king but were instead killed by the local population. The character is a peasant woman who witnesses the arrival of the men. The statue's unveiling was attended by local and national figures, including former prime minister, Sapri's mayor, both who are men. They've defended the sculpture. The mayor of the city said uh, it was, quote, made with skill and impeccable interpretation by the artist. In a statement posted on Facebook, that comment by the mayor was criticized and said the city is not willing to question its values, principles, and traditions. Art is art, but there's always an appropriate context to respect. Hmm. Irony. Irony. Anybody. Pick up on the irony here. 855-616-1620. Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Scantily clad statue built in this small town of Italy, southern Italy. Some are calling an offense to women. Is it? You be the judge. But there is something ironic to this, if you take a step back. Are you picking up? On what I pick up, come on, 855-616-1620, Acunet Mortgage, talk and text line. What's ironic about this, just in the broad sense? You can do this. I'll give you a moment to think it over. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Yeah, several of you on the text line picked up on it. Italians offended by a scantily clad statue. This is a country that is filled with naked marble statues. It's Italy. It's art. There's nudity in art all over the country. But now this one is offensive because it was created here and now? I mean, is that the argument in that, well, those statues were of a different era and we view the human body and nudity and art differently now and should be motivated differently now than than we once were? I'm really not sure. I mean, we, we can have that discussion and that debate if you feel strongly about it at 855-616-1620. But how many, how many naked statues? Naked. This may be scantily clad. There's full-fledged naked statues out there, right? I mean, are, are they offensive to people? I don't think so. I don't know. I just, I kind of chuckled when I saw the headline because there's a certain amount of irony in Italians being offended by a scantily clad statue when, you know, look, ar- <laughs> look around your own country. Have you, have you been to Rome? 
Have you been there? <laughs> Have you walked the streets? Have you seen the art? I don't know. I don't know. That's just me, though. That's just me. Should that make a difference? The era. The fact that this, I'm serious now, the fact that this statue is here and now. And yet, and yet I might, art covers a lot. Art, art gives, gives cover to a lot that some find offensive. Not completely unlike the way comedy, I think, can do so with the spoken word, right? You put something forward that could be risque, but it's art. Oh, he's an artist. She's an artist. It's fine. That's not offensive. Why? Art. Oh, okay. A comedian. I could say a lot of things through this microphone right now that would get me fired by the two o'clock newscast however however if i'm a comedian and i'm up on stage and it's a friday night and the drinks are flowing and it's stand-up time i could say much of the same things and not get any repercussion or any blowback why comedy I'm a comedian. I'm a stand-up comic. So you know I can be edgy. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? There, there are. It, it's all in how I think it's presented. It's all in. How, it's it's all in who presents it. An artist, a comedian, not an artist, not a comic. That interesting. Have you ever thought about that before? Think about that. Think about that sometime. The next time you see something, hear something that's offended, go, huh? If it was in the name of art, if it was in the name of comedy, would that person have gotten away with it? Or or simply, would there have been criticism? It doesn't have to be some big controversy, but would that, whatever that is, have received criticism if it was presented the same way, but under the umbrella of artwork or under the umbrella of a joke? Think about that sometime. School year, off and running. You know, all kids, all kids who come from different backgrounds, have different life situations, they all deserve a safe space to reach age-appropriate milestones. And if they have developmental challenges, to overcome those challenges. Well, as you've been hearing over the last couple of weeks, WTMJ's Gene Miller has embarked on our latest WTMJ Cares initiative, to raise money for Penfield Children's Center in Milwaukee. What they're doing is trying to get what they're doing is trying to get a play area constructed. They have one now, but it can be better for these kids and just make their days a little bit better and help the great folks at Penfield that have been working so hard for so long and it, I don't know if many people know about what Penfield Children's Center does, but Gene continues to share the stories and we need your help to raise money to raise money for Penfield Children's Center and to get this this play area built. You can donate now. You can get more information by simply, we set it up really easily for you. Text CARES, C-A-R-E-S, to 855-616-1620. CARES, 855-616-1620, AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll send you a link. You can 
listen back to some of the stories that Gene has shared. You can learn more about Penfield, and most importantly, you can donate. This uh, WTMJ Cares initiative, this one, it culminates on Friday morning. Because from 5 to 7, Friday morning, as part of Wisconsin's morning news, Gene will be leading a special radiothon to help raise money for Penfield Children's Center in Milwaukee. You can go to WTMJ.com. You can text CARES to 855-616-1620. Don't wait till Friday morning. Do it now. Do it now. WTMJ CARES is sponsored by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. That's a great partnership. And, uh, yeah, um, it's a special place. It really is. And they do a lot of things, I think, that fly under the radar in this city. But ask the kids, ask the moms and dads, ask the families of the kids who who rely on Penfield Children's Center for some of the simplest activities and, in some cases, some of the more difficult things that parents have to deal with with kids of all ages and varying developmental um, levels, as it were. And nobody better to lead that charge than Gene Miller. Don't wait till Friday. Donate now. WTMJ.com or simply text CARES. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Wallace. Mike, hold, hold, hold on a second, Mike. So, at some point in the future, mm-hmm. uh, next year, we will be moving uh, downtown. Yep. We've talked about that in the year. I think mm-hmm. maybe some people know about that, maybe people don't. Uh, down to... Um, the Avenue. The Avenue. Thank you for saving me there. I forgot the other. Um, did you see what the latest uh, store is to be coming to uh, the market? It was part of the downtown Milwaukee's Third Street Market Hall. One of the many? Yes. Yeah, it's sweet, right? Is that what we're learning? A mono pan. There you go. Is that it? A mono, a mano pan. A Milwaukee bakery using organic locally grown flour will open at the new Third Street Market Hall downtown, selling breads, sweets, and pizza. I read that as pan. Right? Like Oh. The, a mono pan? Right? Mm. Like the Mexican uh, they'll bread. sell sourdough breads, mm-hmm. just like they did at a pop up uh, last winter. Baguettes? Ha <laughs> ha. And other loaves made with grain grown and milled in Wisconsin and Illinois. The breads are made from whole wheat, rye, ancient grains such as einkorn and spelt. I don't know what any of this stuff is. Um, and he's expanding his menu to include breakfast, lunch, and dinner items. I don't know about you, but anytime, anytime, you know, you move, whether it's you're moving your, your home, your house, you're moving around the city or a different state, or your work is moving, you got to know who the neighbors are. So I don't... Every time I hear of a new place mm-hmm. moving into the uh, the marketplace downtown where we will be next year sometime, my ears kind of perk up. Oh, oh. A it's... new option. Yeah. I, now, I am on record, and I'm sure this will be great. I'm sure this will be great. Um, oh, here, some of the other vendors real quickly. Plan for the food hall include pasta and sweets company Strega. Burger and fried chicken sandwich maker Dairyland. Midway Bakery. Anytime Arepa. Middle East Side, and Supernova Coffee and Donuts. Done, 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 and done. I'm there. Which I'm sure will be fine. However, you know this of me. I am still holding out for Cinnabon. Now, you might say, Scott, does Cinnabon really fit with these? Could we just get a Cinnabon, Mike? All I ask, 
All I ask is that when we move downtown and we're there in the avenue, there's the marketplace and all this, all this activity, just please let there be a Cinnabon within walking distance of uh, yeah, of our station, of what, our studio. What can you get at a Cinnabon, though, that you couldn't get at a different bakery? Whoa, whoa. I mean, it's just cinnamon rolls, right? Oh! I mean, Kyle, no, back me up here. It's no. just... No, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah it's... You're with who? Him or me? I'm, I'm with I'm with Spalding. Oh, come on! You cannot say that a Cinnabon, that delectable ooeyness, gooeyness, eh, is just a cinnamon roll. That is not just a cinnamon not roll. Sh- okay. That is an experience. That is... That is... That is a... It is a... It is something that is so hard to describe, I can't even get the word out of my mouth. I don't mean to disparage the great name of Cinnabon by any chance. In case they do, move next door to us when we move downtown. But isn't saying you want a Cinnabon when there's like five different bakeries like going, man, I wish that, that they'd open up a Panera because I just can't find a good sandwich somewhere. You know who makes a great burger? <laughs> McDonald's. Oh. It's just something about the McDonald's that just gets me. Come on. There will be plenty of, of opportunities, I, I think, know. for cinnamon rolls. The good news is, if they don't initially make them, we will be very close, and you can walk up to them, casually mention as you grab a coffee how much you enjoy cinnamon rolls. Boom. I'm sure they'd be more than happy. How many bakeries <laughs> give you the option of buying an additional frosting container? I'm just saying, Cinnabon does it. And then you put it on, you warm it up, and melts. Oh, my gosh. Come on, you guys. All right, fine. Fine. Kyle, not a Cinnabon guy. Mike, no, the, not a Cinnabon The guy. wonderfulness of Cinnabon not lost on me. I'm just saying one of these other bakeries I'm sure makes a delectable cinnamon roll, and maybe if you ask nicely, they'll put an extra frosting for you on the siding. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Well, can I get a <laughs> look at that weird guy from the radio station? He's asking for extra frosting. Well, do you ask for extra at Cinnabon, or do they offer it to you? You usually have to maybe pay 50 cents for a little (laughs) container of it. Like a little, you know, the little container. I'm okay. I'll pay for it. You you slather that on. Oh, my gosh. Could I go for a Cinnabon right now? Now, somebody's asking, what if Cinnabon goes cashless? Don't. Don't tease me. Don't tease me. (laughs) Don't. No, that's not funny. That would be torture. Put Scott Warris in a position where he is working around the corner from a Cinnabon, but they're going cashless. That would be just cruel. Just cruel. Okay, real quick before you go, can we at least agree, fingers crossed, on a Sbarro? Fingers crossed, Sbarro. Okay, I didn't hear a pizza place mentioned in in what you're talking about yet, so I I would say, all right, there's room for Sbarro. Bring them on in. But there's already a cinnamon roll opportunity there okay so bring in something new and fresh but i'm with you on the cinema or on the uh sabaro or in new york slice was that on this show some show we no, that was on our night show once upon a time we we said all right if you're creating your ideal food court what's the one restaurant that has to be there and obviously as you can tell cinnabon was my number one pick uh sabaro maybe number two um what about you if you had to have one we're going old school food court sure sure everything's plastic I don't. There's something about consuming food in a food court that makes it taste better, though. You take it home and it's plastic, but you eat it there. There's something magical about eating in a mall food court. Yes. I don't know if it's because it transports you back to when you were a kid, and as a kid, you're thinking, "I'm eating in a mall. This is this is luxurious. This is lavish lifestyle that I live." 
You grow up, you go, meh, but you eat food at a... It's just something special about it. Okay, I stalled long enough. What's no, yours? Sabaro would be my number one, but when I was a kid in our mall, we had an Arby's in the food court, but the Arby's actually had like a restaurant that was like built off of the food court. So you could like go into an Arby's restaurant in the mall, which was like next level, but Sabaro, number one. I got it every single time. All right, Kyle. You don't strike me as a food court guy. I I mean, you, you have a very... I'm mean, gonna tell you this. I'll tell you this on the air. I tell you this off the air. So we're all family here. You have a. I I would call your appetite very highbrow. <laughs> I find your. I was waiting for pretentious. Your, your diet is <laughs> highbrow. You you come in here. Usually a producer will have a bag of chips. Whatever eating a bag of chips. I'm telling you, Kyle has. Uh, what are they? The sugar snap peas, right? It's the sign of summer. Summer has arrived. Yeah. All right. Have you ever eaten in a food court? Of course you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty of times. Actually, Give me we, your... we have one here in Milwaukee over on the east side, the Crossroads Collective. Yeah, that's a food hall, though. That's like oh, a, no. a, a raised level to someone of your appetite would enjoy. Yeah, so, so I guess we're... <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess like shopping mall, then. We're yes! Kind of related to something Give me like a that. mall. You got a hankering for something, you go to the... See, yeah, I, I would want like a barbecue place. I can't think of a, pl- of a, of a chain that would have barbecue... Um, you could probably get a McRib. <laughs> McRib <laughs> is as close to barbecue as you're going to get. Awful. Uh, so, uh, uh, I don't know. I'll take, I, I actually thought Arby's at first. I was like, well, that's probably the closest thing that I can get to, uh, to a brisket, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. No. <laughs> no. I love Arby's. I love it. <laughs> there's, there's no way you're going to an Arby's. Uh, I want you to do this. I I'll want take, you to I'll take this. your finest brisket, brisket as you walk into an Arby's. I want Arby's. you to look up at the menu at an Arby's. Pop. Hello, uh, sir. Can we help you? I'm just. Do you have any brisket? And they'll ask, "Would you like that with Arby's sauce and horsey sauce on your way out?" I'm going with highbrow. Highbrow, I think, is better than pretentious. You have a very highbrow appetite. And your snack selection is very pretentious. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. I knew I should have opened it up. We kind of did right there. The text line being pummeled. A lot of people, Kyle, helping you out with all kinds of fast food brisket options right now. So take a look at the text line. You'll see some there. Jeff in Brookfield. Scott put me down for uh, one potato, two. Okay, that's good. What the heck? Let's do this for a segment. Let's do it. What the heck? 855-616-1620. Sometimes you stumble on things. Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. In honor of my desire for a Cinnabon to come to the avenue and the marketplace that will be there in the avenue when we're there, you gotta have one. Just give me one. Think old school food or new school. I don't know. Food court at a mall. Mall, food court, one place, one spot. It's always there. Obviously, Cinnabon's number one. You heard my effusive praise. Do you know what is a sneaky number two for me? Orange Julius. I have this vivid memory as a, as like a little kid. And 
maybe it was at Mayfair when they still had the ice rink and all that stuff. And anyway, of getting this Orange Julius drink, and it was such a marvel to me. It it, it tastes like breakfast because it's orange juice, but it's frosty and almost like a dessert, like a shake of some sort. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I had that great initial interaction <laughs> with with an orange Julius yeah, that I still in my mind. Steak escape. Annie's pretzels. Hmm. Panda house. A Wong's walk. Rocky Rococo. There you go. Rocky Rococo was like the Sabaro before Sabaro. Steak Escape, we mentioned. Somebody said, bring back Burger Chef. I've never been to an Auntie Anne's. Is it Auntie Anne's or Auntie Annie's? Auntie Anne's? The pretzel shop. Yeah, Auntie Anne's. I've been. I've never been. I've never been. Maybe I'm just not a big pretzel guy. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think Auntie Anne's is kind of comparable to Cinnabon in that you don't get you don't get a meal there. You know, the, like their product is a very niche kind of specific kind of product. Like you don't go to a Cinnabon to have dinner. <laughs> well, well, no, you don't. I mean, no. you're, you're going there for one specific thing and one thing only. And similar to Auntie mean. Anne's with their pretzels. And you know the other thing that makes the Cinnabon so. I you guess just rolled I, your eyes. I've, I've only been there once, and it was fine. It didn't blow me away by any Get means. out! Get out right now! <laughs> Here's the other thing, and maybe it goes back to my childhood. A lot of this is, is, is fed by great childhood memories. Scott, you spent a lot of time at the mall as a kid. Well, who didn't? Um, you could watch them make it. You could stand there, right there, behind the glass at the counter... And you could see them make the dough and knead the dough. And then they'd stretch out the dough, take up the entire expanse of the countertop. And then they'd reach into this large silver bowl and pull out a hand, just a handful of brown sugar. Like just a heaping handful. And they'd sprinkle the brown sugar across and over the dough. And then they'd stretch it out some more, and then they'd start rolling it, this tight little spiral. They'd stretch, and they'd roll, and stretch, and roll, and pretty soon they had this long, long tube of dough. And they start chopping it up, the tube, into the individual segments. Then they take those segments, pop them in the pan, and you could watch it all. And if you timed it right, Kyle, if you timed it right, you could see the entire process from start to finish you could and i think that was part of the cool thing too i could see it made and then order one and now i'm eating it i don't know that was kind of intriguing as well mrs fields cookies several of you on the text line given a vote for mrs fields cookies um if you had a mrs fields and a cinnabon in the same food court that was that was good living there boy that's good living yeah a lot of people forgot about Orange Julius. I think you can still find an Orange Julius somewhere. Now, there was a, a Farrell's at Southridge. That was before my time. I learned of Farrell's since it moved out of Wisconsin area. But, uh, boy, that was a that was absolutely one of the most iconic restaurants, candy shops. It was like everything. It was, you know, it was like a Farrell's, as I've understood it, 
and you tell me if I'm wrong, Farrell's as I understood it was like a was like a a a small child's birthday party that threw up on itself. Just everything, everywhere, candies and cakes and people singing birth. You could go and sit in this, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. Oh, good stuff. This is great. This is just, uh, I was not anticipating talking about this, but, well, Cinnabon got us rolling. Cinnabon got us rolling. Buddy Squirrel Nuts, another good one, another good one. Yeah, one potato, too. Isn't that funny, the potato phenomenon? How that works there, too. It's uh, Five Guys or Qdoba. Five Guys or Qdoba. Mike in uh, Marquette, Michigan. That would be his one. If you had to construct a food court with just one. Yeah, people had their birthdays at Farrell's. Southridge or Northridge. Anyway, the moral of the story is this, folks. Scott, what the heck did you just do for the last 15 minutes? The moral of the story is this. For my money, give me a Cinnabon, Sabaro, Orange Julius, and any of the... That, I think that could generate revenue. Big money. Big money to be had. Okay, you can stop sending me texts now. We got it. We'll move on. I promise. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Wisconsin's afternoon news gets going in about 25 minutes from now. Before the week is over, we are going to have to talk about the booster element, the booster shot element. Um, got a few ideas up my sleeve. Uh, I've said all along, listen to the smart people, listen to the people wearing bow ties. We'll see if we can't do that before the week is over. Although one of the problems I have right now is I'm trying to take in the well, the knowledge and the information from the smart scientists, the science, when it comes to boosters, it's a lot of conflicting, conflicting suggestions and advice and recommendations. And it's, it's, I'm not due for mine. I technically wouldn't be due for mine for a couple months yet, but uh, we'll see if we can't help all of us out and get some clarification here before the week is out. So that's just something we're working on to keep an ear out for. On a much lighter note, let's do this. Great Scott! Hey, Disney! Alexa is getting some company. Amazon and Disney have unveiled an entirely new persona called Hey, Disney! It marks the first time, according to Amazon's vice president, It uh, marks the first time that we're making another voice assistant available alongside Alexa on Echo devices. Hey, Disney will be available both in room, in rooms at Disney Resort hotels and on supported Amazon Echo devices at home. It's going to give guests the ability to sort of interact with our beloved characters in entirely new ways, according to uh, one of the VPs at Disney for the parks, experiences, products, things like that. Hey, Disney was designed to make the Alexa experience even more magical with things like jokes, interactive trivia with your family, 
personal greetings from our characters, soundscapes, and more. It will absolutely include authentic character voices, original recordings, unique audio environments inspired by our films and our destinations around the world, and over a thousand magical interactions for our guests to discover. Well, I guess, you know, if you're sick of the Alexa voice, maybe you get the Mickey Mouse voice or Pluto or Minnie or I don't know. They start talking back at you. Maybe you're more apt to listen to them if you're so inclined. Residents of Alaska's largest city often contend with bears and moose, but state officials are warning of another wild animal that has been causing problems. The dreaded river otter. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game says river otters have attacked people and pets in some of the city's most popular outdoor areas. Officials are asking people to be extra careful when you're around the river, the creek, or the lake. Be careful of the otters. Earlier this month, a nine-year-old boy was taken to an emergency room for a rabies shot after being bitten several times near a duck pond. Wow. River otter attacks do happen, but are not considered commonplace. It's not known if the attacks came from the same group of otters, which can range over large swaths of land. They travel in groups. Well, that's not comforting at all. And apparently there are no exclusive territories. Fighting among otters is extremely rare, although they are wary of strange individuals. Well, that's great. Tell you what. When we have the otters turning on us, it's just time to pack it in, folks. Right, Scott! And last but not least, you know what ghosting is? Ghosting? I th- I've used ghosting in different realms, would you say? Different, er- different ways. Ghosting originally was a term related to dating. You're dating someone and suddenly, poof, you just stop. You stop communicating whatsoever. You don't really break up. You don't ever officially cut it off. Not, nothing. There's no severing of the ties. You just disappear. You ghost the person because you're done with them. It's not nice. It's not kind. It's not the right thing to do, but it's okay. Well, move over ghosting. Roaching. Roaching is the latest dating term that is trending. And it will have you wanting to... St- Stomp them out of your life. Kyle, I'm going to ask you this. Put you on the spot. You want to take a guess. It's related to dating. What roaching might be in the dating realm? As a dating term, what might roaching be? Take a guess. Gosh. You're a married man, so this is something you will never have to worry about, deal with, or concern yourself with at any point in time, and that's fine. But still, it's good that you know these things in case you have friends that are roached. I don't know. Maybe you... Visit them at late hours of the night or something, unannounced. Oh, and you crawl out from under their fridge. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Roaching refers to dating partners who are secretly dating and sleeping with multiple people. The term roaching comes from the theory that when you see one cockroach, (laughs) there are usually many more cockroaches that you don't see hiding somewhere in the dark, like your partner's secret partners. Hmm. So what are the telltale signs? Scott, this is great. 
this is great, but tell me the telltale signs, otherwise you're not helping us. Okay, folks, I will. Okay, here's how you know, Kyle, if you're being, not you, but the general you, if you're being roached. Roached? They often disappear for days and sometimes weeks and will pop back up as if nothing happened. Roached! They'll cancel and don't keep plans with you. Roached! They're hardly ever available whenever you are. Roached! They post photos of nights out with others, especially other women or men. Roached! They don't want a serious relationship and insist on keeping things casual. Roached! They keep you at arm's length. Roached! They never bring you around their inner circle. Roached! Now, reading those signs, those telltale signs, I mean, back in my day, I just called that. She doesn't like me. She doesn't want to be around me. Now there's a word for it. Roached! There it is. A Tuesday Wagnerless show edition of Great Scott! Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. I have to just say this. As somebody who has the pleasure of filling in on different shifts during the day, and then, of course, the usual show that I do at night, WTMJ Night 6 to 9. I'm impressed by the amount of people that are texting in right now that would like to comment on roaching and their dating situation. This is interesting. This is Caroline, roaches are so awful, especially if there's no upfront communication. Dating really sucks. See, Caroline? Yeah, exactly. And then another good point, you know, back in, somebody said, back in, you said what it was in back in your day. Back in my day, the 773 says, the, back in my day, we just called this cheating. That's, that's, that's kind of what it is. That's kind of what it is. Well, you, you want to? I okay. do, yeah. Melissa Barclay joins us here. She's getting ready for the big Wisconsin's afternoon news program. And um, you once... I don't know, on the air, off the air, but eh, we're all family. You you told the, the story of being ghosted in a prior relationship, yes. if it was a relationship. But I just you just heard me tell you the telltale signs of being roached. And I could see this look on her face. It was, aha, I wasn't ghosted. <laughs> that was it. You were roached. I was roached. You were roached. Yeah, years ago. Uh, well, I was here in Milwaukee. I was dating, and I was dating this guy for two months. It was like two months. Mm-hmm. And then out of the blue... I don't hear from him for five days. And I thought something horrible had happened. Because, you know, you, you talk and you text every day. And I, th- I thought that was called being ghosted. But I heard back from him and he's like, what do you mean? I lost my phone. Like, you know, you get the whole lost your phone thing. That's, of course, I didn't believe it. But that's the first telltale yeah. sign that someone is roaching you. They often disappear for days <laughs> and sometimes weeks and then will pop back up yeah. as if nothing happened. Yeah. I've been ghosted and roached before. Oh, this is not. This <laughs> well, is, this was years ago. This, you know, not recently. I'm in something good. But yeah, years okay. ago was <laughs> boy, do I have stories, but we won't go into those. We got a couple minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, you're going to leave it to me? Go ahead. What you got? No, you don't have to do it. No, I had this other person. Never mind. (laughs) Name name the names. Will not name the names. Name the names. You know what uh, would really be depressing if you were uh, roach ghosted? (laughs) No, that would be just ghosted then. Yeah, I suppose. Because they're just gone. I had no idea this is a new term for me. 
Give it time. Yeah, there, there are a lot of roaches out there. <laughs> They're pervasive. Are there more male roaches or female roaches? That's a good question. I think it's on both sides, I would say. I mean, I don't know about the other side, but I, I would assume women do that, too. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some stories? We don't have time for that right now. We don't have time. We're running. I I run a very tight clock. No, I I mean, no, you, there's a lot of, you got 11 minutes. You got a lot of work to prep and all that stuff, but (laughs) all right. Roaching slash ghosting. I would say it's a 50, 50 split. Yeah, I do too. I mean, there are as many guys that are just, you know, what's as there are women that are, you know, what's and they do it to each other. Um, is it just because you don't have the emotional capacity to, to cut it off? Because that—that's what ghosting and, and roaching is—is—is is, is your inability to just tell the other person, "I'm sorry, it's not working." Yeah. Maybe they feel differently. Pretty I, I cowardly. Just, yes, mm-hmm. good word. It's yeah. cowardly, is what it is. It's cowardly, is what it is. You know, it's it, and it can take a while. But like, you feel embarrassed when it happens. You're like, "What did I do?" Well, makes you very but then it, it makes me laugh now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you've, I'm like laughing about you it. You know now. why? You're better for it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm you are any better for it. You are a stronger person for having gone through it. I could just feel the yuck. You know what I mean? When the person did it. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. To, well, mm-hmm. uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. These are, look, it's, you're better for it. You're, Kyle, were you ever you're ghosted and or roached? Now I know you and your wife were, have been together, obviously, for, well, you just got married recently, but you guys were together for a while before that. But if you think back to your young and wild days, <laughs> did you ever go, will you admit it? No, you wouldn't admit it. But were you ever ghosted and or roached? I've never been ghosted, but I did, I was in sort of a open-ish dating thing, so I guess it wasn't necessarily roaching when you're totally aware of every, of, of yeah. the situation that you're in. Okay. But, Yeah. That's probably the closest I ever got to it. One day when we have more time. Has this recently happened to you? We're out of time. I don't want to pry. (laughs) But I do. (laughs) One day when we're out of time, I will tell the story. I almost, I almost, I didn't. So don't, don't look at me any worse than you already do. I almost broke up with somebody because her, her dog shed so much. It was, there was just hair everywhere. Like, it's just, and it's just one of those things where I would come home and just covered, and it was one of those. Are you an animal person? uh, I don't mind animals, but I don't need to, you know, get covered in that. In the retriever hair. That was almost a deal breaker. That was almost a sticky roller with you all the time. But had I broken it off for that, I guarantee you, I would have said it. And announced it, and would have neither ghosted nor roached her. So, we'll tell the story another time.